Hi, and welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. My name is Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and a women's cyclical health expert. This podcast is a space where we demystify all of the bad hormone advice we've been given and instead get back down to the foundations. Your dream of regular, pain-free periods, balanced hormones, and vibrant energy is within reach. Join me and other incredible experts here every single Monday for conversations that are sure to be life-changing. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Cyclical Podcast. I can't believe we are coming to the end of our fifth season here on the podcast. We have this episode this week and then one more next week and then there will be a little break again. It means so much though to know that many of you have binged this entire season and then listened to many other episodes. This is officially episode 171 on the podcast, which seems kind of insane that I have been sitting in front of this microphone literally 171 times, and I'm just so grateful that all of you continue to tune in. So some of you probably clicked this episode because it felt a little clickbaity. You were like, what do you mean, Cassandra? I thought hormones were the thing that you work on and address with your clients, so what's minerals got to do with anything? And I promise it's not clickbait. Minerals really do have a big role in how our thyroid works, our hormones work, our digestive system works, and really our entire body functions. What we have to remember when we think about addressing health through a root cause approach is we're looking for the underlying reason for any set of symptoms. And hormone imbalances obviously are very real and they're what many women struggle with. I think the statistics say one in two women struggle with a hormone imbalance. I think, at least in what I see day in and day out, the number is much higher than that. But that leaves the question, why are hormones imbalanced in the first place? So your body doesn't just wake up one day and say, you know what, we're not going to make progesterone anymore. Or you know what, let's just pump out the estrogen and just see what happens. So a hormone imbalance isn't the root cause, and certainly we want to address that, and this is never to invalidate what someone is experiencing or feeling, but it still leaves the question, why is our body not making enough progesterone? Or why is our body saturated with estrogen? There are certainly some layers below hormone imbalances or things that are driving then the hormones to start to become imbalanced. And this is, of course, why if you followed me for a long time or you've been a long-term listener, you see that this is why some quick fixes that some practitioners recommend really irk me. (laughs) Uh, Things like just taking Vitex for low progesterone or just telling everyone to take iodine when they have thyroid symptoms. These don't address why progesterone is low. They don't address why the thyroid is imbalanced. And sometimes when we are just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks, then we start to actually cause more problems. Like if you listened to my recent thyroid episode with Dr. Vong, then you heard us talk about how, especially with iodine, if a patient has Hashimoto's or an autoimmune response happening with their thyroid, taking iodine is actually not okay and could cause Uh, further problems. So this is why just going to Dr. Google is not always wise. And this is the kind of stuff that to me is so bothersome. I love doing a Dutch hormone test. Like I want everyone to hear that. I love doing the Dutch test. I think it's an amazing test. I do do it with many of my clients, but there's other tests that sometimes 
that are more helpful to do initially so that we can dig a little deeper and again see why are the hormones imbalanced. So one of those tests is a GI map, which is a stool test. So yes, you will put some of your poop in a little vial and mail it to the lab and they will test that. And certainly if there are imbalances in the gut, that can manifest into issues with our thyroid, with our hormones, we can have autoimmune kind of symptoms, and of course, symptoms like brain fog and bloat and digestive issues and constipation and a host of other symptoms can become our daily norm. So that's one test that I do run with most of my patients. The second test that I now run on everyone that I work with is mineral testing. And a lot of people hear that and think, how can that be that beneficial? Or like when I do my yearly blood work, you know, they test sodium and they test potassium and nothing's ever very notable. So anytime I take on a new client, I take a lot of time to try and explain to them how vital minerals really are for our health. And it's really the primary place we want to start to begin to balance our hormones, our body, even our cycle. So starting there is going to be the most beneficial way to address the body on a cellular level. And that's what this entire episode is about today. So I hope by the end of this episode, you feel like you understand why mineral testing is really important and you understand the route of testing that is the most beneficial and also then feel like you have an idea on where to start with your own health issues. But first, a quick thanks to our sponsor, Jubilance, a science-backed solution for PMS symptoms for women. This has helped thousands of women see significant changes in their PMS-related symptoms and finally feel like they have their life back half of the month. If you've ever experienced PMS, you know how miserable it is and how much it can affect your quality of life, your relationships, your job, even your own self-esteem and how you feel about yourself. That's why I'm so glad there's a holistic, science-backed tool available on the market for women struggling with PMS, and Jubilance believes in this product so much that you can try it for 30 days, and if it doesn't give you the relief that you deserve, simply send them an email and they will refund you, no questions asked. You can get free shipping and $10 off your first order with code cyclical at jubilance.com, or you can find the link in the show notes below. So last year after I had my son, I felt the way that most new moms do, which is I was tired and I felt just off. My body definitely felt depleted and no wonder when we are pregnant, our baby takes about five pounds of minerals from us, which is why it's so common for women to suddenly have a lot of cavities or dental problems and to lose hair because your baby is stealing everything from you and they're adorable and we love them, so it's fine. But this is why replenishing is so important and why the modern postpartum care and modern nutrition in general is so disappointing because this does not give moms a fighting chance to really restore everything. Because I was feeling pretty depleted, it was about eight weeks, I think, after I had my son, I decided to do an HTMA test, a hair tissue mineral analysis test. And when I got the results back a few weeks later, I was a little shocked. It's one thing to feel depleted, but it just is a whole other experience when you're looking at your lab work on paper in front of you, seeing how depleted you really are. 
So as I was looking at this HTMA report, I remember feeling like, whoa, I have a lot of work to do. And I guess I was largely surprised because of course, I'm really passionate about nutrition and I tried to nourish myself so well while I was pregnant. And I think especially in postpartum, it's just hard to comprehend how depleting pregnancy and birth and then breastfeeding really is. So I felt like I needed to see that on paper for me to really say, okay, no wonder I feel the way I feel. And it's time for me to really target exactly what I'm seeing here so that I can nourish myself, not just in a general sense, but in a really specific way, depending on you know what I'm seeing here and what minerals are severely low. So what's the deal with minerals? Why are they so important? Well, they play a role in so many important processes in the body, like hormone metabolism and reproduction, our immune system health, how we utilize vitamins, uh, bone metabolism. I mean, they are so vital and you can almost think about them like little spark plugs. So they are what make your cells work adequately and they're also involved in almost every process in the body. And when I start to go through more specific examples here in a minute, you'll see what I mean, how on a cellular level, they're involved in almost everything that goes on. And so if we're only doing hormone testing or only thinking about you know, our symptoms from a hormone standpoint, we may miss this deep, but really, really fundamental part. As I mentioned, hair tissue mineral analysis or HTMA is a really, really valuable test. And it shows us through our hair. So it's actually a clipping of your hair close to the scalp. It shows us what minerals you are depleted in and what minerals you're burning through at a very rapid rate, likely due to stress. And we can also see things like heavy metals and things that may or may not be excreted very well. So for example, sometimes an HTMA will show us a lot of heavy metals that we need to work on, and other times we'll see almost nothing show up, which isn't necessarily good. We see that almost always when someone is classified as, quote, a slow oxidizer, meaning their body has slowed its metabolic function, and so they're not really eliminating very well. And so those heavy metals are staying stored in the body and they're not being excreted. In general, there are two different metabolic types when it comes to HTMA testing. So you'll either be categorized as a slow oxidizer or a fast oxidizer, and then there are subgroups of those categories. But 70 to 80% of people are slow oxidizers. Now, kids, for example, are always fast oxidizers, but at some point in our life, usually we will start to slow and move into that slow oxidation. And because slow oxidation is the most common, I think that's the most important one for us to talk about here. But then it's a really key sign that potentially our thyroid and our adrenals are in a depleted or burned out state. And so then it's really common to see symptoms like dry skin and dry hair, fatigue, constipation, thyroid disorders, you know, hormone imbalances, trouble sleeping, the list goes on and on. And this is where most people are at. Now, because someone is a slow oxidizer, as I mentioned, this may mean that they are not as good at eliminating. And so that's gonna be a really big consideration. Usually when someone is in the slow oxidation 
uh, category. There are often people that do feel like they have a quote, slow metabolism. Maybe they've gained some weight. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they just feel like something's a little off. They feel a little heavy or a little weighed down. And then when we run an HTMA, almost always they come up as a slow oxidizer. The way the lab determines someone's oxidation status is based on their calcium to their phosphorus ratio. So let's back up a little. When we think about our minerals, we really focus on the first four minerals, and that's calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. And it's important to also remember that all of our minerals work together. So whenever we do testing, we never take like a uh, a singular approach, if that makes sense. So let's pretend we did an HTMA and everything looked pretty good, but our calcium was really low. We would never just take a bunch of calcium in supplement form because that's going to likely cause issues in other places. So you have to take a really symbiotic approach to minerals because they're all affecting one another. So calcium, for example, helps control our nervous system. It's necessary for our body to create insulin. Our thyroid needs it to function correctly. Um, and especially when it comes to stress, calcium can become kind of tricky. Our body can start to make too much calcium or what we call a calcium shell. And this can cause a lot of issues with our thyroid. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. Then we have magnesium. Everyone I think knows, right, that magnesium is really important. <laughs> But how is it important, right? It's involved in over 500 enzyme reactions. It again impacts blood sugar and insulin. It helps with energy production and cell metabolism. And magnesium is heavily depleted during times of stress, like heavily depleted. And so this is why a lot of people need to really look at their magnesium levels and likely add a lot of support, especially if they've been really stressed. Sodium and potassium are our two electrolytes, but sodium is key for our adrenal health and blood pressure and stomach acid, and potassium regulates our blood pressure. It's also key for cellular metabolism and our heart rate and energy production, and sodium and potassium also can be heavily affected by stress. Potassium especially is one of the most common deficiencies. I believe over 90% of people are said to be deficient in potassium. And in a moment, especially when it comes to thyroid health and stress response, you'll see how being low in potassium could be not a good thing. Whenever I'm reading an HTMA test with someone, I do touch on the minerals as a singular thing, but what I really spend a lot of time uh, looking at are the ratios. So basically looking at how two minerals are working together and the ratio between the two. So for example, on an HTMA test, we have what we call the thyroid ratio. Now the HTMA test is not a diagnostic, diagnostic test, uh, meaning you can't like diagnose from it and you can't just do this test and say you have hypothyroidism or something, but it can give us indications into how your cells are using these minerals. So this one is called the thyroid ratio and it is the calcium to potassium ratio. So this is considered the thyroid ratio because calcium, when it is really high, can actually create a calcification around our cells. 
And so this can mean that it's very difficult for nutrients or hormones to get into our cells. Potassium, though, is also really important. If we don't have enough of it, our cells are not sensitive enough to take in hormones and nutrients. And so this is an interesting thing that I see so often where someone has a lot, a lot of calcium from a lot of stress or trauma or dieting and then very low potassium. And it creates really this perfect storm for us to feel like we may do thyroid testing and we might be told all of our numbers look great because your body is making the hormones, but hormone testing can't tell us how your cells are utilizing those hormones. It can just tell us that your pituitary gland and your thyroid are indeed making them. So that's where this gets really interesting. Someone may have perfect lab results, but they feel awful and they feel like they have an underactive thyroid. So then you do an HTMA test and they're like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. I have high calcium and low potassium. No wonder my thyroid doesn't feel quite right because my cells are not getting in the hormones. There's probably calcification and my cells aren't sensitive enough to take in what's available. Excess calcium can also bind to thyroid receptors and even block your thyroid from working properly. So this just goes to show how this like forgotten layer, the mineral piece really can provide so many fascinating answers, especially if someone feels like they've done it all and they've gone to their doctor and they've done all the blood tests and they've taken all the supplements and nothing is seeming to work, the mineral piece can be fascinating. Another ratio that I find a lot of insight from is the quote blood sugar ratio, which is our calcium to magnesium ratio. And again, sometimes we'll see high calcium and high magnesium, or sometimes you'll see high calcium, low magnesium, I'd say that's less frequent, or sometimes you'll see both of them really low. And what this blood sugar ratio can show us is essentially if someone is trending towards high blood sugar often or low blood sugar. Again, this is not a diagnostic test, but it can help us see if there's possibilities that maybe someone isn't eating enough in general, or maybe they are eating enough, but they're not pairing their meals very well with enough protein and fat, or they're fasting a lot or drinking a ton of coffee throughout the day. And this can be such a valuable ratio because it helps me have better conversations with them about nutrition. Like, hey, this ratio, your calcium to magnesium looks really high, which would indicate low blood sugar tendencies. Can I have you keep a food journal so we can see how many calories you're actually eating most days? And how often are you going between snacks? And are you pairing your meals well or... Sometimes when you're busy, are you just eating really carb-rich foods and forgetting about protein especially? If we're low in magnesium or burning through it really rapidly, which is going to be most people, we can definitely struggle with blood sugar imbalances and feeling shaky, having food cravings, or even feeling anxious. And so this is where the magnesium piece becomes so key when it comes to blood sugar. And we, of course, need calcium in a healthy range for our body to make insulin. So it's where, you know, it becomes really interesting and we can really see how everything is needed in balance for the orchestra to play correctly. 
But what else could an HTMA test or mineral testing help us see? It can give us indicators into our stress response and overall how stressed our body may be feeling, our adrenal function, our thyroid function, our blood sugar. It can give us indicators into our hormone health and our vitality and our immune system. It can show us if we are dealing with a lot of heavy metals and confirm that we are excreting them well. It can also help us have indications into liver health and stomach acid. It can show us uh, possibilities about copper toxicity, which is shockingly common among women, especially if you've ever been on hormonal birth control or had the copper IUD. This is all really tip of the iceberg stuff when it comes to minerals, but I hope that this has shown you just how impactful they are and why we want to take our mineral status into account when we start to present with other symptoms. So before we just take some iodine because we think that's going to balance our thyroid or before we just move to, you know, a random supplement or a random herb to seemingly fix our hormones, we have to back up a few steps and really look at why the hormones would be imbalanced in the first place, why our thyroid or digestive system isn't at peak performance. The mineral piece is so valuable. I'm excited that in 2024, I'm launching a new program that will focus on foundational health for women's hormones and quality lab testing. So I'm really excited to create this offering that will allow women to finally get the data to really see what's going on inside and then also have the foundational tools and more of the targeted support so that they can use their lab testing to take really specific action and do what I love to do, which is try to get to the root cause of the symptoms. So right now there is a waiting list in the link in the show notes where you can get on the list and be the first to find out when there's more information available, but that's all I'm going to share for now until everything else is built out and we're ready to start to share more information. But especially if you feel like you have been doing everything and nothing seems to be working, or if you feel kind of confused even as to where to start, or maybe you've had some testing done, but your doctor tends to cherry pick and, you know, test just progesterone or just testosterone or, you know, kind of random things rather than being really comprehensive and really investigating with you. This program especially is probably what you've been looking for. But before I close this episode, I do want to provide a couple foundational, simple tips to help you increase your mineral status because most people are either going to be low in minerals or they're going to be burning through their minerals really rapidly and thus on a HTMA test, they may look high. So for example, one really foundational great step to increasing your mineral status is to really focus on using a high quality salt and generously salting everything you eat. You can even add some of that salt to your water. My absolute favorite salt is Redmond's Real Salt. They're based out of Utah and it is just by far my favorite. My second favorite though would probably be a Celtic salt. Those would be two really great ones to really start to use to swap out any just plain iodized white salt in your kitchen for those. I even carry around a little tiny vial of Redmond's Real Salt in my purse. They sell them on the Redmond's website. And literally people look at me funny, but if I'm at a restaurant and I feel like the food needs a little more salt because I love salt, 
I love that I can whip that out and add some quality salt with so many trace minerals in it and just enhance the taste and support my minerals. On that vein, there are a lot of companies coming out with electrolyte powders. So maybe you've heard of LMNT, um, but my favorite one is also from Redmond's and it is called Relight. So this has a blend of sodium and potassium and it is intended to give your body, again, a nice serving of minerals. You add it to your water. It tastes really good. It is sweetened with stevia. And so at least once a day, I'll try to fill a water bottle with some water and add a big scoop of that Relight. So another really easy way to get in more electrolytes like sodium and potassium. And remember, most people are really struggling to get in enough potassium. So this is just another additional way to get more potassium in through your diet and through water. And lastly, when we think about foods that are really mineral rich, usually we think of what I call, quote, traditional fertility foods. And these are foods that a lot of cultures really prioritized for men and women during their reproductive years. So culturally, this might differ a little bit depending on where the specific group of people were. But a lot of the ones that we see time and time again are things like high quality seafood, salmon, fish eggs, mussels, lobster, clams, right? So seafood, of course, from a quality source is phenomenal. And if you like oysters, those are the best source of zinc. So once every couple weeks, treat yourself, go get a dozen oysters. Mm. They're so good. <laughs> or if you're like, that's actually disgusting. They do make canned versions that I think are really good and you can mask those flavors really well with some cheese or something on the side. Um, other foods though, of course, are organ meats like liver and heart and kidney. And I am not pretending that I can just fry up some liver and eat it. I hope to someday get to that level, but I did not grow up eating organ meats, so I don't have that acquired taste. But there are some great brands of uh, meat at the grocery store if you go to a health food store where they mix organ meats into the ground beef so that you can kind of mask it in there. Or of course you can do supplementation. Bone broth is another excellent, very mineral rich food. And especially if you make your own where you get your own bones and you roast them and then stick them in the Instapot or the Crock-Pot for a few hours you will get such a nutrient-dense drink. And from that bone broth, you can do a lot of different things. You can uh, season it to taste and just drink it like tea, or you can use it as a base to make quinoa or rice or the base for a stew. Or you can even, I just made this with a friend of mine, uh, we made hot chocolate, but with the base of bone broth, and it was so yummy. So you have a lot of options to sneak bone broth into your diet. Of course, a lot of high quality dairy products are gonna be full of quality nutrients. So think raw milk, butter from very healthy, happy cows, yogurt, you know, sour cream. Ideally, raw would be great on all of these, but if not, just a great grass-fed option. Organic Valley seems to be one of the best brands in general when it comes to quality dairy. I also really like Kelowna and Strauss. So there's a few brands that if you go to a health food store, you'll probably see that seem to be really high quality. They are pasteurized, but most of those brands are not homogenized, which is ideal. And of course, ripe fruits and you know seasonal vegetables that are lightly cooked, especially in a quality saturated fat with lots of salt on it. This is going to 
be a wonderful way to get in more nutrients. So the main goal here is variety and to try to eat a variety of different meats, fruits, vegetables, grains, so that you're getting different nutrients. Um, and it also can be fun and enjoyable. So branch out, try some different foods, and think about nutrition through the lens of density of nutrients. And that can also be really helpful. Well, hopefully you are as obsessed with minerals as I am now. <laughs> hopefully I've converted you. It is a really, really fascinating subject. And like I said, this is just the tip of the iceberg and the tip of the iceberg of what we'll be doing in my new program. So again, the link is in the show notes to get on the waiting list. And that way I can be um, in your inbox as soon as I have more details available. But if you love this episode, please send me a message on Instagram. Let me know what you learned or if anything specifically really resonated. And I will see you here next week with a really amazing episode on healing from mold toxicity. All right, friends, I'll see you then.